This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, like, I, I feel like you're still kind of innocent. I haven't heard of the big, like, Noah cancellation or the big Noah controversy yet, but, like, Twitter, I find just it creates that because the longer you spend on there, the more like even even saying something benign like, hey, I've had a wonderful soup today. Good soup. Like someone is going to be like, oh, yeah, of course you would say that you fucking coward. Right. And then immediately like, oh, why are we fighting? And now we have a blood feud. And like, I didn't know it originated from something. Yeah, it's like I like uh, this soup was so good. It's like, oh, you oh, so you don't like cereal then you hate cereal. You want everyone (laughs) that likes cereal to die instead of soup. It's like, that's not what I said. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the meme, but I I totally hate it. Uh, hi, Noah. How's it going? Good. How are you, Lance? I'm fantastic. Uh, I guess, do you want to give everyone a quick introduction to, to yourself and where they can find you? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, my name is Noah Sampson, and you can find me um, on YouTube at Noah Sampson or at Twitter at, uh, I think it's also Noah Sampson or N Sampson. And yeah, I make um, YouTube content. So some of it's political left type content. Uh, some of it's just commentary. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, uh, people are saying I'm very quiet on your stream. Uh, you might want to right-click my face uh, and then uh, click on mute or click on um, increase the volume ever so slightly. Just end the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> just, have the uh, desktop volume really quiet, so that should be better. Yeah, that should be a lot better. Back to normal. Nice. I had it on low for Dark Souls because all those dang goblins are really. I hear you're yell. the greatest Dark Souls player on the internet's now. Yeah, the the community reached out and they gave me the they sent me the plaque, so it should be here in a couple months. Really exciting. That is really cool. But seriously, good on you for being able to be okay at that game. I'm bad at that game because the game uh, has a hard level of difficulty, and that's why I struggle. Oh, definitely. Have you have you uh, tried beating any of them or uh, the one for PlayStation the fourth? Uh, and I'm I'm not nerding out very well right now. Which one is that? The I PS4 think there's the unique the Demon one that's Souls. Or Bloodborne. Bloodborne. It's Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Oh, Bloodborne. Okay. Yeah, I tried to bleed Bloodborne. Bleed. I tried to bleed Bloodborne, but it bleeded me. It it bleeded me bad. Mm. It was was rough. Um, I do have one uh, present uh, to give you at the start of this. Um, I oh fuck! It just changed. Okay, so I did an unofficial poll about who had the best mustache uh, on the left in 2021. Um, and I was excited to say that you were number one, voted out of all ten people who were contestants, and it just in the last two seconds switched to second place. So uh, who first, did I lose to? Cody Shodi from some more some more news. Oh yeah, by a, like such He's a got thin a beard. He does. Yeah, it's I not guess fair. It counts. Facial hair. Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but fair. I, I'll take. I'll take. I'll take second. But I am uh, proud to announce that you have beaten Sam Cedar, Hassan Piker, We're in Hell, Vosh, Hates Vadim, Big Joel, uh, Matt, and $27 all together. Wow. So Well, thank you all for being so nice about the mustache. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't shave it. I can't shave it now. It's part of the brand. Rip. It's true. Uh, okay, so why don't I start with this? Um, what made you want to get into uh, the video uh, talkie? Okay. Um, well, I, I've worked with 
on YouTube doing different stuff. Like I started out like three years ago, music videos, music video editing, like local stuff, like Cole Bennett, if you watch any of that, um, Lyrical Lemonade, like the homemade music video stuff. I eventually transitioned into um, doing visuals and that led me to editing for other people's YouTube channels. Um, and then at a certain point, I knew I had done like sketches, comedy sketches on Twitter and stuff in the past. And eventually I was like, and I'd also done like a little YouTube stuff here and there. There's some videos on my channel that are like, you know, 13 years old that are just me like with a camcorder. So it's kind of been something I wanted to do. But yeah, um, it wasn't until this year in like May that I started, like I said, like I'll try to do a video once a week or just, you know, continually do it. And um, yeah, so it was this year that I fully started, but I've kind of been flirting with it for Clean up yeah, most of my life since I was a kid, basically. What inspired you to start making political videos? Um, I guess like my political radicalization process, sort of. Um, I'm trying to remember what specific. I guess like discovering BreadTube. So I made that video, the Left Tube Guide, and that was like my experience of like just figuring out that there was a bunch of kind of left, left-leaning political content. It's a lot of it's really, really good. Um, so that is kind of how I discovered it. And I kind of stumbled upon it actually as I was making a video that was a response video to Ben Shapiro. I think it was kind of one of those. It, it it happened to me that way before I knew people already did that. And then I saw, oh, that's like a thing people do. And then, um, yeah, I started watching to see what other people do. And it was like stuff I already, you know, wanted to talk about and stuff that I believe in. So it kind of led me into watching more of the genre, see what people do and, and trying to do more of that. So, yeah. Who um, of all the people in those lists were like some of your biggest inspirations? I think like the first, the video that like totally got me hooked was the one of the H bomber guy videos, probably um, climate denial or I mean just any like the vaccine videos, but like was more recent. But um, I think he's the funny. They were like so good. Yeah, no, he's he's a really funny guy. Um, and yeah, like anyone that I've talked about in videos before has, have been a part of that definitely. Um. Would, okay, I gotta ask this because everyone always asks me this when I show your videos on stream. Do you edit them all yourself? I do, yeah. Okay, because everyone is like, your editing is so important. How does he do with the editing? Who does he hire as an editor? And I was like, I'm pretty sure he probably edits it. I'm, I'm gonna guess, but that's 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 so oh, yeah. fun to hear. Yeah, it's um, I've, I think like editing is um. I'd say it's one of my strong suits. I, I kind of feel like sometimes I lean on it because I, I don't think I've developed my writing skills that well yet, which is okay. Like I'm learning and stuff, but I, I've been, you know, I've worked with, um, if you know, Noel Miller, he's like one of the guys from TMG. I've edited his like main channel videos for almost two years now. Okay. And a lot of it is like learning the process of like timing and um, making things punchy and funny and everything like that. And, Stuff like that. So it's it's definitely it's it's I've had a lot of practice basically. But yeah. Are you like a full time uh, freelance editor? Yeah, for the past um, couple years, basically. Yeah. Cool. Um, so how did you first start deciding what you wanted to take on for topics? Because you are one of the few people who's gone into some regions that others dare not venture, such as uh, the world of the talk ticks. And, uh, you know, I mean, some people have done a little bit of an exploration into that stuff, but like not so much deep dives, I would say. Yeah, um, it's interesting. There's there's like a, a kind of an overlap of commentary. YouTube is really um, 
like really highly prioritizes talking about TikTok. It's it's kind of like something that's um been a thing for probably three years now. Some of the biggest videos out of commentary YouTube um are about TikToks or weird trends on TikToks and things like that. And um I haven't seen a lot of leftist leftists cover it, like some, like a handful, but um that was just kind of something that collided. Um because yeah, I, I basically started out I was watching a lot of TikTok. Um and I would find these really weird guys and they'd just be doing something that everyone knew was very like, what? stop doing that. What are you doing? <laughs> and then um, I just start like, like originally it was just like, I, I wouldn't even write anything down. I would just like start filming and be like, what the, look at the, like, what is, what is going on here? And then eventually that I started to develop a process of like, you know, developing specifically problems. And then, yeah, most recently um, I found a, a a landlord that makes TikToks of him <laughs> evicting people. And yeah, that was, really, that was a great series. <laughs> yeah, very um, sort of uh, dystopian. But um, some other people have made videos uh, about that kind of stuff, like where you're looking at it from a leftist perspective. But um, that's only been kind of recently. It's basically just finding like people that are doing bad things and being like, "What? look at this shit. This is bad. I don't know. <laughs> it kind of, sounds kind of reductive when I put it that way, but... But that's how you first started explaining like the world of TikTok, or specifically, did you just think like that was a gap being left by a lot of other content creators, or is it just like you were it like, kind oh, of this, this is interesting organically? Okay, yeah, yeah, I I just sort of stumbled upon it and was like, yeah, I mean, this I would want to talk about this anyway, so I may as well just try it. And like, yeah, I mean, it, it I for my first ten videos, it was you know I I had around a couple thousand subscribers, and it was like a couple hundred people would see it and. Um, I look back and a lot of them are bad and a lot of them, like, they're just not as good. But some of those videos are my biggest videos now because as you get traction, the algorithm pushes them. And, um, but yeah, it was just me like talking about, you know, because I was using the app a lot. I don't use it as much anymore, um, thankfully, but honestly, it would be probably good for content purposes to like get back into it because it's, it's, yeah, it's the most, um, I think it's the most common, like one of the highest traffic apps in, in, I mean, it definitely is one of them, but it might be the most, like, as of in the last couple months. So, like, well, in terms of traffic and daily use, basically. Well, I was going to say, you know what's wild is that, like, I used to consider TikTok to be the only social media app that wasn't completely corrupted. Because, like, I'm an addict to Twitter. I'm an addict to, like, Reddit. I'm an addict to uh, YouTube. I'm an addict to all these things. And, like, they make my life worse. I can, I can like, I can admit it, you know, that, like, I'm angrier when I go on TikTok. Or, sorry, when I go on Twitch for an hour. But TikTok was always, like wow, what a cute pet. And like this person can do a backflip and a handstand at the same time that he's reciting Shakespeare. And like that's inspiring and you're juggling backwards. So I had no idea about landlord talk or, uh, you know, eviction talk or any, or any of the even worse talks that you've kind of like stumbled across. So you, I, like, you've, uh, you've opened a whole new Pandora's box. Yeah, I mean, that's good. So that's like, that's good that it was like that for you because that's that's how the algorithm, like the app is supposed to work. Like you're supposed to open it and see a bunch of stuff that you really like, right? Mm -hmm. And um, like if it's showing you good entertaining content that's like funny, cute dogs, whatever. Like I my 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 main account has, I love it. Like it makes me laugh. I could watch it for hours. But then I go on my other account where I look, where I actively seek out these kind of, these sort of freaks. And it's, um, it's definitely, there's a lot of little corners that, um, get traction because like of the nature of like putting something crazy on the front page it shows it to everybody and if people interact with it it'll just show it to more people um but yeah like 
ideally you have it that way where it's like an entertaining thing and you hop on for a couple hours but they're they're out there and i i I totally share your sentiment with um twitter not so much reddit i don't use reddit as much but Mm -hmm. so i haven't i guess i've seen bad stuff from like emanate from reddit but definitely i'm starting to see like twitter also has that effect in its own way for sure well, like, I, I feel like you're still kind of innocent. I haven't heard of the big, like, Noah cancellation or the big Noah controversy yet. But, like, Twitter, I find just it creates that. Because the longer you spend on there, the more, like, even even saying something benign. Like, hey, I've had a wonderful soup today. Good soup. Like, someone is going to be like, oh, yeah, of course, you would say that, you fucking coward, right? And then immediately, like, oh, why are we fighting? And now we have a blood feud. And, like, I didn't know it originated from something Yeah, benign it's like, I soup. like, uh, this soup was so good. And it's like, oh, you, oh, so you don't like cereal then? You yeah. hate cereal? You want everyone that <laughs> likes cereal to die instead of soup? It's like, that's not what I said. I mean, no. yeah, that's the meme, but yeah, I, I totally hear you. I actually had an experience recently. I, um, I tweeted. I woke up. I was a little pissed off about something. I tweeted just a vague sentiment about fascists, and um, I saw like Hassan liked it, and I was like, okay, this could be bad because then I I don't know. I I, I didn't think of anything like of it, and then yeah, it like a bunch of people <laughs> kind of got mad at me in in different ways, and this was the first like I just hit ten thousand followers, I think, um, two weeks ago, oh, and so and I've seen that tweet a hundred times. Like once you hit ten k, the site becomes unusable. <laughs> and this was like the most visceral, perfect example of that happening. And I, now I know it's like, okay, if you're pissed off, if you just if you if you have something to say, don't just don't tweet it. Don't tweet yeah. it because someone will interpret it the wrong way, and then a lot of people will interpret it the wrong way. And yeah, it's just it's um in that regard, I I now know why it is hell for the, the oppression of the verified. You know, the blue checks like. It's just <laughs> <laughs> the impression of the verified well no I, I think contra put it well she's like when you pass ten thousand, you go from being the dunker to the dunky or the dunked upon mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's partially true you become a target for everyone right everyone's like oh we have to take down this noah guy he's talking about cereal again yeah exactly um where do you get the uh the delivery from because your shit's pretty unique right like no one else has really gone for this kind of like uh it's it's kind of like almost like cozy ASMR kind of like uh, narration into just like out of nowhere. I did not expect a punchline to like, you know, slap me in the face kind of stuff. Yeah, I I don't I don't really know. I mean, one thing I hear a lot of people to say I sound like a Rick and Morty character. And I, I, I don't think that's never been like intentional. Hmm. But um, I I do like I like Rick and Morty. So I like if that happens, then that's that's something that just happens. But I, I guess like I. um. I think with regards to like the kind of calmer stuff, I, I, I do gravitate towards more like casual stuff. And, and, um, and I've, I, I know I've filmed stuff in the past where I'm like really kind of delivering it. Like it's a, like, it's a eulogy or a speech and, and it makes me cringe when I look back at that. So <laughs> kind of calming it down over time has, has, uh, just created that, I guess. Um, but yeah, also in tune with like learning how to just write, um, as opposed to, like having something you want to say turning the camera on filming yourself kind of bumbling through it and then chopping it together like i there's a lot of older videos of mine that are like that and um i think it's through repetition of learning like once you make it you look back you see how it looks you ma- see how it makes you feel and then you just adjust i guess that's a long way of saying like it just sort of every video makes it um uh, adds more to the process i guess yeah, people are saying that you sound like Justin Roiland's normal voice if he's not doing a character. Oh, really? Like while I'm talking now or in my videos? 
I, I think in the videos, but maybe a little now. Sorry, like where where do you begin and the YouTube personality ends? Oh, mm, I don't know. That's I guess that's the question that I will have to answer eventually. Uh, <laughs> how much of yourself like, have you given Noah? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, how do we divorce the art from the artist? But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. No, fair enough. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is that you seem to be in tune uh, with uh, younger culture, uh, the Zoomer culture. I didn't want to. I don't. I don't want to ask your age or, or anything like that. But myself, I'm a. I'm a filthy millennial. Um, and uh, you know, you, you seem to understand. That you're tapped in. You know, you're, you're plugged in. So, so I. I just want to know: is that from spending so much time in these kind of like. Uh, areas that may be uh, like TikTok and stuff like that and analyzing it from a leftist perspective uh, or the r slash um, are the straights okay kind of forums, stuff like that. Like you seem to know, you know your stuff. I'm just curious where that comes from. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like on the cut. Well, okay, I'm technically am a Zoomer. I'm, I'm 24. Um, okay. And I think like 26 or 27 is the cusp of millennial. So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know exactly where I put myself on the spectrum of like the stuff I consume, but definitely when it comes to YouTube, um, I'd say my content skews towards the commentary um, people and the commentary people keep up a lot on, on like the kind of younger stuff. I wouldn't even say I'm that tapped in though. Cause some shit I'll just see, I'll, I'll catch a stray on my timeline and I have no, no clue what's going on and I'll just read it and, it'll just like evaporate from my brain after that. And that's, that's just okay. It doesn't make me feel old, but it makes me feel like there's definitely like, I'm not like, I'm not like that on the ground on the ground, but definitely um, there's just different levels to it. So yeah, like TikTok is a place where a lot of that stuff congregates, like the super, super meta, like weird, like the, the, like I did a video a while ago on TikTok comments and Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff is so like, triple quadruple layers of irony of of kids that like I, I can never tell if it is a joke or if it's not like i remember one one i saw recently um that actually i found very funny was uh like some zoomer girl on a tiktok the text said like well look at this crazy new earring i found and it was like an an ipod clip nano i don't know if you remember those the ones that clipped on yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. wearing it as an earring and she got quoted by a um some older person like a millennial that was like damn kids are so out of touch these days or whatever and i was like no dude that's actually a very that's a funny joke like (laughs) saying that you know this piece like i'm so young i don't know that this you know uh, this like you know obviously it's a device of some sort it's like just an earring or whatever i thought it was very uh funny but also like there's definitely disconnects i don't remember what you asked me but um no but see just just that answer and that video too i learned a lot because like i i I I'm terminally online, so I do get a feel for perhaps how irony pilled and or doomer pilled sometimes doomers are. Um, I personally don't really understand why there's this thing with millennials to to kind of like look down upon zoomers. I feel bad for zoomers. I, I like I understand the the kind of like the reason why if you were much younger why you'd feel like a, an existential crisis to to the world. <laughs> like how how could you not? You know, I'm I'm like I'm almost in my 40s and I can't afford a home. And that's like that's the plight of the millennial. It's like, oh, you can't buy a house yet because you loved avocados your entire life, and you like you fucking you rejected the avocado or all that kind of shit. And for Zoomers, it's like, uh, yeah, the world is progressively fucked up, and I'm just entering it. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be the the entry to the workforce or the the secondary education or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's just progressively more 
doomed every generation uh, in terms of like what you have to do and what you're experiencing as the world and and like you know the media cycles blah 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 it just layers on and yeah um i i definitely like disconnect from the sort of like anti-boomer humor is funny but i'm sort of like as time goes on divorcing myself from it and and like shifting downwards towards the area of culture that's you know surrounding me and um it is it is weird and it sucks for all of us but that's what makes a lot of it kind of fun to or like important to just be able to like laugh at shit and make fun of stuff and dunk or like whatever stuff that kind of just keeps you keeps your mind occupied from uh facing reality it's good we love it over here we love uh repression thumbs up two thumbs way up so <laughs> um what uh what do you think the change has been since when you started maybe watching uh, like left tubers or whatever you want to call them and like, you know, maybe being inspired by a video too, to where it is now and where you think it's going? Yeah, um, there's been a few things that I feel like have happened. I mean, recently, um, if you're familiar with uh, Feek the Signifier mm-hmm. um, or FD Signifier, he had a really good video on um, on BreadTube called Break Bread. And that was like kind of like in my mind like a, a marking post of like a slight shift. Again, like I'm I'm new here. I wouldn't consider myself an expert in any regards. I just like watch a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of critiques that like open and close um, they have over time talking about like how sorry, look, Roy burps. How um, <laughs> different spaces interact online and. Um, how they interpret things and like the narratives that are being used. And um, I guess like that is one thing I look back to, but then um, previously, um, yeah, I'm trying to think, is there anything that you, you have in mind on that front in terms of like how you've seen it shift? Cause you've been here for, for a while, right? Uh, yeah, I guess a little while, not as long as like uh, the, the bourgeois six or whatever you want to call them. The, like the, the huge bread tubers. Um, I, uh, I I can I'll, I can say this from a, st- a streaming perspective right away right because I came onto Twitch like two and a half years ago I think is when I started I left YouTube because YouTube was demonetizing every live stream I had uh, where I would interview someone who was part of the LGBTQ plus uh, they would just be like no money for you and then I was like well, that's fucked up so I'm gonna go check out this Twitch thing so that's why I came to Twitch um, and back then it was kind of like this uh, utopia of uh, all these different lefty creators using all these things that were invented for video games for mingling with each other. Like a raid was supposed to be to like, you know, raid another player and be like, I'm sending all my fans to your fans and they're going to talk smack and they're going to say how shitty you are. But now you could do it to send all your like, you know, your followers to someone else so they could find a smaller follower or even like, you know, a different community or stuff. So that was all neat. And everyone was friendly to each other. And like, you know, for the most part, it wasn't like really sketchy or dangerous. Uh, and now it just it feels very sketchy and dangerous. <laughs> I don't know what created that that paradigm shift, but I found I found that maybe it's also a sign of the times. Because if I'm being honest, uh, online politics in general seems a lot more aggressive than it used to be, at least a couple of years ago. But I could be completely wrong. Maybe someone's going to be like, "Oh, if you were alive during the McCarthy era, we literally locked each other up if we didn't agree with someone politically." So, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you kids have it just just fine. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if you've you've felt that from the YouTube side of things. I don't know if you you dabble in the Twitch. I watch some 
like I, I watch like some gaming content on Twitch and occasionally like I'll watch some Hassan. Um, and and I, I don't like I'm not plugged into until recently. I haven't been plugged into like Twitch politics, Twitch political drama, the whole sphere. Um, and I'm, I start to catch strays on my timeline about that. And I'm like, this is I, this is too much. Like, I can't. This is, there's too much going on. There's too much like, yeah, so this person says uh, you should go to federal prison if you wear sandals or something. Like this. I, I can't like I can't keep up with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While also living a normal life, but I mean, I, it's like it's good that it's active, but also there's a lot of crazy shit. But I, I think, um, yeah, the the thing you said about rating, I, I did want to ask really quick, like, um, when you were starting out, because that's one metric uh, or one feature of Twitch that is, um, I think, Ooh. really special, and also it makes it like, um, growing on Twitch is a is also a form of networking. I just see it from mm-hmm. the outside as that, like, growing from nothing because there's no discovery. Uh, right. features i mean not really like youtube you know there's no algorithm um it's like there, what was that oh, there like absolutely is you, but or... it's not very supportive for uh starting creators it's like the whole algorithm on twitch is based on how many concurrent viewers you have at any given time so if someone was trying to start out on twitch my advice would be like get your your all your friends and their parents to turn on their devices if they're not using them and just watch your just leave it on your stream they don't have to watch you but just leave it on and so you have like 10 people watching that'll bump you up in the algorithm um, but uh, if you're asking just in general how to how to help out uh, if you're on Twitch, um, Twitch is it, I, I think Twitch is cutthroat compared to YouTube for growth. I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is a good platform for for starting out. Um, it's, it's like it's certainly not good for sustaining yourself. Like YouTube's really rough. YouTube takes what sixty percent of of your ad revenue. Is it sixty it's or fifty? Around fifty, and I think 50? thirty from donations. Okay. Um, um, see, that's better. The thirty from donation. Twitch is even more ruthless than that. I'm not. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it on Twitch because Twitch is really big on banning people for talking about that kind of stuff too. But either way, mm. there there is a big push right now, and I'm starting to see it, and I'm supporting it on the left uh, for smaller creators to get bigger cuts. Because like, you know, if if Hassan misses two days, uh, yeah, he loses out on I don't know ten grand or something like that, right? But he's fine. Like in the scheme of things, right? Um, whereas, like, if a smaller creator suddenly uh, misses seven days, they might not be able to make rent. Is is kind of the case with the platform? Um, yeah, they incentivize like the your your cut grows as you grow, right? But that yeah. means like when you need it most, you're not getting it, right? Exactly. But sorry, were you asking about raids specifically, as in like what Twitch? Oh, does? I was just, I guess, asking about like your experience, oh. like with your guys channel like how you've seen it grow and change over time because um in, okay. in my mind like the bread tube youtube space exists somewhat parallel to twitch but like has that have, have those interlocked at times or has that like affected your experience uh i'm one of the few people i think who had his his fingers and all the pies because i was making long-form documentaries on youtube uh, while also slowly like moving over to Twitch. So I had a small audience that just came to Twitch to find me there. So it wasn't like I had to build that from scratch. So that that really helped. Um, but my YouTube channel completely died when I stopped giving it uh, the juicy milk of content because it needs that to sustain itself. So uh, yeah, the the crunch is real, everyone, uh, as is the, the whatever. Like if you if you don't upload just the juiciest content on a regular basis, they'll, they'll punish you for, for the rest of the time. Um, but uh, Twitch I, at first I thought was awesome because you are right is it, it is it was a lot more networking than YouTube and, and that's mostly because of raid features I think like YouTube if they added that that would do a lot of things 
Um, because it's just it's like it's wild sometimes. You'll just you'll have a complete stranger who you've never heard of suddenly send like a hundred viewers into your your stream, and that can happen out of nowhere. You know, like if you were if yeah, you had I remember a, I was um, oh, playing this game called Maple Story. It's like this old uh, MMORPG. It's like a Korean game, and I was just randomly playing it with like like five viewers, and I got raided um, by a guy who's like my friend now. But it was the first time. This was like three years ago. I think I had like fifty viewers out of nowhere. And when you're normally a three viewer streamer, it's like this is like it was like thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is so crazy. <laughs> it's a special thing. So yeah, like YouTube. <laughs> YouTube adding raids would be would be incredible. I know I saw Ludwig, uh, he's a huge streamer, just came over to YouTube. And I don't know like who else really streams on YouTube that I guess like Bosch does and maybe a couple other political people, but the majority uh, that would be a really cool feature for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it is it was a really good networking tool. Um as is hosting. That's the other one I really like. You can you can set auto hosting. So my channel twenty four seven is hosting other creators channels and you can also rank them because i usually you can rank them from like i mean you can do it based on your own popularity but like i usually try to do it for like you know smaller people who get less views you can put at the very top all the way down to like uh hassan for whatever reason if you ever <laughs> if you ever needed the bump you know <laughs> needs a little boost yeah yeah to get in get in get a garage or whatever that guy needs <laughs> um i was i was also gonna ask you about uh where do you see yourself going with all this because you are pretty you're pretty far left uh, in your messaging, right? Like, I just watched your your video on landlords. Um, actually, I think I did. I play it on stream. I can't remember. Um, and like, it, it was like everything is like I, you know, I don't, I don't know if you like the labels or if you like to establish uh, where you are on the political, uh, yeah, <laughs> which, which corner you find yourself in. Um, but yeah, you, um, you definitely like you approach those things from a far leftist perspective. Are you looking to? be like a storyteller or an educator or are you also hoping like hey if i could just get to like two hundred thousand subs i'm so self-sustaining that i could actually start the noah samson foundation for uh you know special uh you know gifted people or something like that i don't know yeah um i i I think like just recently i found a place where like um and like months to months it can be hit or miss or whatever with like stability but i do feel a sense of like okay i'm at a place where i'm 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 like not stressing about the future as much as i always have been because it's always like a thought of like you know basically my the anecdote i go back to is i i used to work at papa john's and um i like i i don't know if i could i mean if i had to i could but like just the fear of having to go back to that i say it like it's like like war or something but it is like very you know it's degrading if anyone has worked any customer service job it's it's like it's it's something that's on the back of your mind so lately i've been feeling a sense of stability and yeah like moving forward um i guess like my strategy not to give away the game but it is like to be to sort of um create a niche or or fill a niche of like comp left commentary youtube that's more kind of broadly applicable while also bringing in theory or like kind of injecting communism here and there like just putting stuff just like making it like palatable but also like and i don't know we'll see what happens and how that works but it's it's been working okay so far and again i don't like using labels you know i i i've talked to a few people that have said like if you it's better if you just kind of call yourself a socialist call yourself a communist maybe but uh, even then it's like like if, like optically you know you can have your beliefs and i i do have my own beliefs and and again like my i w- i'm not even like that well read as a person and like 
I I acknowledge that, and I want to like keep working towards understanding like coming to a coherent political worldview, which I do not have now. But um, I think I think like those two things, like content that's good and engaging, and that will get reach, as well as um, developing my political sort of ideology while pushing for whatever I can, like a Trojan horse, basically, but also um, <laughs> eventually some kind of foundation or, or anything like that. Like I, I, I've always said, like, I don't need, I don't need really anything other than just what I need to get by. I don't like, um, I was looking at moving abroad or moving to places where I can just like, you know, live very simply, but also use as much as I can um to do to like you know support things i believe in like we just did a charity stream on new year's and we raised it ended up being about thirty five hundred dollars um it was impromptu uh just kind of we started i started playing dark souls we some people started donating i was like all right let's do this and then it um sorry that was the wrong button i my uh, stream deck is broken i was trying to push the applause button there we go now it's oh yeah you're like and, you're broke instead of in, i make that every in an hour in, <laughs> oh, no yeah, yeah no. i know i was like instead of celebrating i did like a hate crime that was wonderful good job lance fantastic <laughs> <For sure. laughs> no but like i i i i'm really excited about stuff like that because like it is no that's um, that's that's absolutely fucking amazing are you kidding me that's incredible i wish more people did that i wish more people fucking just jumped on board and were like yeah let's do a fundraiser chair and uh, the fact that you raised three five hundred dollars that's really really cool yeah thank you and yeah i mean it's like i i want to like because now i know like well i i knew from before when people set stuff like that up they they really kind of get everyone involved and they like bring on guests and all this stuff and so that was really just from my chat and like the people that are in my kind of area and i that was amazing but that also makes me think okay like now moving forward i can like kind of plan it out and I mean, people are, you know, super down to collaborate on stuff like that all the time for good causes. So I'm, I'm super into that for sure. Um, but yeah, it, 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 at the end of the game, the, the strategy is like sort of commentary YouTube with political sort of tendencies, basically. That's super cool, though. What brought on the idea of the charity stream? Was it, um, was it something you've been meaning? Somebody donated like, somebody donated a bunch of money, and I was like, yeah, I let's just fucking, I let's just put. So, if you're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Like, let's just just put the thing. We'll put a thing on, and any we'll make it a charity stream. And um, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'm still not used to the like thing. How like if someone donates, you're supposed to be like, oh, thank you. Um, and like people who donate like repeatedly, I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like I, I like I know whatever you got going on. Like, or I mean, not even like that. I know like. Uh, like you donating once is good enough and and just watching is good enough like i don't i don't know it's weird i guess i'm uncomfortable with people giving me money even though like i do have a patreon <laughs> and stuff it's it's a I, I don't know what's your relationship with that like how, how do you deal with that over time because um yeah i uh i usually um i guess i got to a point uh through streaming that i could like look after myself so i don't really do the whole like um you know once a stream it's like okay everybody let's uh dig in deep pull your pull pull out of your pockets because it's time to fund the show like it, I, I make enough to live off so i'm i'm, I'm comfy um i i i think that's noble of you that you that you thought the donations were too frequent or too like i think maybe just you should accept the fact that some people just want to support your work as in like they want to make sure that there are more Noah videos in the future and they know the best way to help you do that is make sure you never get back to Papa John's 
So it's it's kind of like a an anti Papa John's fun more than it is like a, <laughs> a Noah Samson fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about it like that, but that is true. I'll have to add a, add a ticker next time with like Papa John's head at the at the start where it's at zero, and yeah. then Papa <laughs> John's head crossed out. It's like, oh, I didn't want to do this. We're getting pretty damn close, you know. <laughs> I can already smell that pizza. <laughs> yeah, um, it's good pizza. I wanted to ask you also about uh, maybe a controversial topic or two, if that's okay. But it's based on your own video topics, so I assumed you might be okay. Yeah, about okay. It. As long as it's sure, go go for it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one of the videos I just watched it the other day actually, because right now um, Jake Paul is is in the news uh, and he's in a lot of my feeds. Uh, and he's in a lot of the Twitters uh, because apparently he's done a wonderful, good thing and we have to celebrate it. And I um, I do genuinely believe that it is a good thing if one of the most uh, famous YouTubers slash boxers uh, is talking about better workers' rights and talking about how the UFC should have, um, you know, uh, higher pay, especially, uh, and, and better medical services for people who deal with trauma. I think that is all good. Thumbs up. And, and I'm on board with it. Um, but... You, you don't um, – I think you were one of the only people besides maybe like myself and I think two others that I saw that were really prominently trying to talk about how, hey, why don't we ever talk about the sexual assault part of, of Jake Paul? Because we, we usually only talk about him where it's like, oh, he's done another bad thing and it's shitty or he's, he's won a boxing match and that's cool or this, this is happening and that's that. Um, and then I came across your video and I was like – I was like that was very refreshing first off because, again – Either people weren't talking about it or they didn't want to, like, do a deep dive, I, I could say. Um, so maybe my question is what what brought that along? Uh, what are your thoughts on the current uh, pro Jake Paul discourse that's happening? Um, I think I frequently use your video when people are like, why do we hate this guy again? And I'll be like, copy-paste is usually what I do, but yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, sharing that. I um, That was like, I, I stumbled across, like, I think it was a month after the initial allegations came out and I, I, I don't remember if it was, I was, it was an article or something. Maybe it was like a clip of an H3 video where the allegations got brought up and, and I like looked into it and it was just, I, it was bizarre to me that no one was talking about how, um, how like very like clear and laid out it seemed to be like a situation where this should be something that should be like taken seriously um i i was like initially like okay the reason this isn't like gaining traction is because everybody already hates this guy so much that it's like what what else you know if he does another bad thing then what is it but it's like that just really bothered me so i i that was the first video that i would consider like a video s like a like that i worked really hard on the script i remember like writing for i don't know like just you know, three days straight, like 10 hours, not, maybe I'm exaggerating, but like it was, it was a lot. And then like having to cut it all and then start over. And um, because I was so like, I was like angry and I was like, just weirded out that um, not only did no one talk about it, but the people that did were like, kind of just brushed over it. Like it, like it was just another sort of, you know, story. And, um, oh fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, I uh. guess I, um, yeah, I forgot. Hold on, give me a sec. In the meantime, I will help you by playing more of the sound effects. Yeah, hit the sound box. Um, but yeah, well, I had seen a video. Um, a friend of mine uh, whose YouTube channel is Kunkin Dastner, his name's Duncan. He did a video about uh, about allegations against um, Ansel Elgort, which um, was another thing where it kind of like 
got swept under the rug as this stuff often does and um i was kind of like uh, i remember that being in the back of my mind when i saw this happen i was like okay like let's try to talk about this and so um yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to think where i was going with what i was saying oh just like the reason why i i did it uh yeah and then and and what the one of the biggest things was that all the um all the like things that jake was saying to defend himself from these allegations like you just look into them for for like two minutes and all of them directly support the victim's testimony like all the things that he was claiming were like you know oh she's bullshit she's lying these people said this these people said that like if you just take like two seconds to like search up the threads and stuff they all like put him there at the scene of the crime and they put him like it's incredible like you know if 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 there was even a shred of doubt as to, like, in my mind, as to if this person was telling the truth or not, that was immediately erased by the fact that he, like, incriminates himself every time he's talking about it. And, like, you know, I, like, I see him as, um, you know, being as someone who became famous early, didn't graduate high school, became, like, extremely rich, is, you know, has always got attention for being an idiot. And so, um, I don't, it's not like I, I, um, I'm surprised by something like that but i was surprised by the lack of response for that and 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 yeah so like the recent thing with him talking about the rights for the ufc fighters i mean that's objectively a good thing like i i wouldn't ever like i i would support anyone doing that at any time but um it, it is a thing where like that's always in the back of my mind like i'm you know he, he did that shit and um you know in my mind based on just you just look at what you know what the evidence is like a lot of people in the comments of that video are upset. They're like, you know, innocent until proven guilty is doesn't mean anything anymore. And it's and it's and it's like, no, a YouTube video isn't, you know, court. It's, a, you know, we're looking at this to say, like, like what happened here and why can we not talk about this? It just because, you know, the articles have stopped posting about it because it's been a week and, and they're not going to get clicks like I don't know. It, it, it's basically like that. But again, like 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 you said, that type of stuff is good. Um and it's it's kind of like the um oh like i was canceled on twitter and now no one likes what i want to do it's like no i'll i'll say like if someone's pushing to because the ufc especially is like a uniquely you know horrible situation for its workers um definitely like super exploitative super dangerous and um so that's good but yeah i mean that that's just why i made that video and sorry rambled for a while there but no but you answered all my questions i was i was really curious about that because i remember when i first started seeing like a lot of really big names retweeting him and being like this is so cool blah 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 um you're you were one of the first people i thought of because i was like i think i think you're the only one who did like a full video essay on it every everyone else is just kind of like uh yeah that's a that's a an awkward accusation i'll just say that and I'd be like awkward accusation i don't know for me like i didn't know the like i didn't have the depth of research that you did on the subject for me i had just originally seen the video of her speaking before i started looking into it and then before i found your video um and i remember like uh, just thinking to myself i was like if, if that was uh, a performance wow that's uh, that's incredible it's like this person deserves all the all the awards all the academy awards because like i don't think i like i don't know it's one of those occam razors for me like it, it's what what is more likely that there's this massive conspiracy that does not help someone's career really if anything it actually you know in, introduced the whole sea of angry fans against you uh, versus you know all these things kind of lining up um did you have you found you've gotten a lot of backlash from that have you is that your like most controversial video uh i'd say yeah um it's one of them like um 
you know, people, I, I think there's like a, just a general slant online and probably anywhere that's, that has the narrative in their heads. Um, a girl accused someone of sexual assault right before a big fight. This is a story we've seen so much. Like it's, it's this, it's, it's like a fucking old, it's just some old, like, you know, sexist weird shit. And, and, and seeing it like a commented all over, even after going through and like seeing how, um, how obviously like, I mean, again, it's like, you never truly know, but if you just take everything into account, like anyone that spins it as with these weird narratives of, uh, sorry, you asked about like the negative comments or the, the backlash. And that was the backlash was people saying, um, you know, like it's his, he said versus she said, like, this is, you know, you're, if, if the world operates like this, then, you know, nothing like, uh, justice means nothing or all oh, this weird shit. And, and, um, again, like I'm perfectly fine with backlash with a bunch of angry people all saying some really dumb shit. Like if, if the people that are angry are, are saying things that I vehemently degree with it, disagree with, then that's totally fine with me, but it definitely, um, was a lot of like cause for a lot of argument. And, um, I mean, that's okay. I, I like, like recently with the landlord video, um, a lot of backlash on there too, from people that are like, that don't view landlords in the same way that I do. And I'm okay. Um, if people are mad at me because they, um, think it's okay to film eviction videos and think it's like, you know, it's your property, all this like weird sort of old fashioned, like hyper-capitalist stuff. Like I, I, I'm okay if people are mad at me for that because I, you know, I'm like, I'm mad at you for thinking that. So it's, it's sort of a mutual <laughs> thing, but um, in terms of backlash, yeah, uh, that's the only kind of backlash I've really had to deal with. Um, I good. guess like there was some where I talked about Vosh in my left tube guide, stuff like that from like on the opposite end, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's all, it's all the same to me. It's just kind of like, uh, it's overwhelming, but you learn how to deal with it over time, I guess. I don't know. No, that's so true. People, I often tell people, like, I was like, it's not natural. I don't think human beings evolved to have thousands and thousands of strangers talk or tell you what they think uh, simultaneously. I was, I was like, I don't know if we'll ever, if that'll ever be normal. So there's some times where I'm just like, you know what, I'm just not going to uh, turn on these uh, computer cubes and, you know, see what's going on out there. Because <laughs> honestly, sometimes it's, it's a lot nicer than just being like, oh, what did my notifications say today? Oh, wow, that's a lot of human beings I've never met before who have serious, passionate hatred for me. And we've never had a conversation. That's weird. I don't know. I'm just going to take, <laughs> take a step back from this today and uh, do something yeah, else. Yeah, go for a walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a couple other questions I wanted to ask you, but also I've had chat wanting to ask you a ton of questions, too. Would you mind some some questions from the audience? If, oh no go, if go ahead sure sounds, are, sounds good happy if they're day. in, in good spirits um oh and one of the things with that video by the way someone i forget if they messaged me or maybe it was when we were watching it i can't remember but someone was asking what is noah's answer for uh he said that all landlords are bastards because uh they are again uh charging rent on something that is an essential service what would his uh what would his argument be for someone who says are all food producers or cooks bastards because they're also charging someone for something that is essential to life that is food Oh, okay. Well, so both of the, like, if it's a spectrum of people profiting off of basic necessities, like, like I, I probably could have used a different phrase in terms of all X are bastards. And like, this is kind of an argument that's happened before, which is like, it's a spectrum in terms of, you know, if you're a mom and pop landlord that like is, 
you know, keeping rent is like rent controlled, like has a good relationship with the tenants, stuff like that. Like these are features of systems that already exist. And so um, in saying that anyone that supplies a system is a bastard, I, I still believe that, but it is a spectrum in the sense that these are the current systems. And so I, I if I'm looking at it from an idealistic perspective, which I, I tend to do, I say like, yeah, in, in a future where, you know, everyone can have housing and landlords aren't necessary, anyone that still like has the inklings to want to do that is a bastard. Um, but yeah, like the food producer argument, uh, it's, it's not like the food production system in the U S or elsewhere don't have their inherent problems as well. Don't have like overproduction, like all these, you know, if, if it's geared towards profit, like it's going to have these issues that, um, do not directly address the needs of people. Like if, if you're 40, 40% is throwing out, sorry, 40% is wasted in the United States. 40% of all food produced is thrown out. So yeah, it's, it's not like the greatest example to look at if you want to like, point to an efficient system that has everyone looking out for the needs of the people like look there you want to get mad at them it's like i kind of do but not you know not the the people tending the farms or not the people producing the food in that regard in the same way i wouldn't get mad at people that are building apartments like actually mm-hmm. physically building them it's 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 a different relationship so um yeah yes both systems are you know broken but again it is a spectrum um and so like a lot of the people commenting i think i think i could have articulated that better for people like that you know have a parent that owns like a, a, an extra like garage or whatever that they rent out or you know there's there's certain people that i'm not talking about but um i'm learning to like try to argue that stuff more clearly but again when when you when you're kind of going for a dunk it's you tend to a lot of that stuff gets a little hazy and uh I, I I tend to do that. I'm working on it, but that that'd be my answer to the food production question. So no, that's that was actually a really good answer. So basically, what you're saying is that you want a food rental service similar to like a Netflix, but people have to pay a subscription. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like DoorDash, except yeah. more expensive and less paperwork <laughs> and, and no unions, even though they don't have, already don't have unions. So. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you know this. Uh, I think it's Fudora. Fudora had to leave Canada, where I'm from, because uh, the threat of unionization was getting too real. And they're like, well, you could either uh, change from being uh, these subcontracting style uh, food delivery services, or you could just might have to leave the country and not have to worry about uh, a mass unionization effort that's taking place here. And they're like, leave. <laughs> we'd rather wow. we'd rather keep exploiting people in other countries than <laughs> have oh to succumb gosh. to something there. Yeah. I mean, nice work, Stan. You're great. That's the only time I support the, oh, you don't like it? You should just leave the country. I support it for unions. I support that. <laughs> in that specific instance, I support. That's cool. Um, can you ask... I'm oh, sorry. Can you ask if he got awkward as he edits for Noel Miller and Noel Miller is in the big YouTuber scene uh, regarding your Jake Paul video? Oh, uh, I mean, I like Noel and Cody, who like kind of came on together, YouTube together, like some of their biggest videos interactions are like making fun of that guy so i haven't like talked to him about it again because it's like this is more serious content than just looking at something dumb that he did and making fun of it but um it's never come up as an issue because i mean we we just haven't discussed it but um when you're discussing you know things that are more serious it's it's um it, it at the end of the day it is still occurring on youtube it is not me making you know legal make taking a legal case and getting involved with anything like that um and so yeah nothing's ever come out of that in terms of awkwardness so if uh if you could have a moon base next to big money salvia would you 
Big Money Salvia? Oh, you don't know Big Money Salvia? Do you ever watch Internet Comment Etiquette? No. Oh, Wait, okay. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you have Am I many. Too old? many ma- yeah. No, you just have many funny YouTubes to enjoy. It's just a guy who mm. basically um, makes a show out of replying to YouTube comments, and it sounds silly, but it's he, it works very well. But uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Wait, is it like they're like weird to kind of mis mis misspelled comments, and he'll read them all funny? Somehow? He'll re- he'll first he'll read all the funny and silly ones that other people have written, and then he'll contribute his own, which is usually like a small essay, but just the most eloquent, uh, horrifying thing you could probably imagine. Mm. He's he's really good at spinning that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. All right. What's the next one? Uh. Uh, oh, uh, I'm asking this as an autistic person. I've heard you say that you're neurodivergent. I'm wondering if you're willing or comfortable to talk about it. And if not, uh, please tell Lance to move on. Oh, um, yeah, well, I'm, uh, I guess I don't talk about it often, but I don't mind talking about it. I'm um, diagnosed bipolar. So um, and I I ha- have in the past had some stuff going on with that. I'm, I'm in a pretty stable place. I have been in my life for a while. Um with medication and stuff like that but it does creep in um in terms of like uh in the past with being someone who works on their own schedule it causes its own problems um because if you if your body is elevated to like a mania period and your sleep is really bad um then you have the lenience to not like have to wake up and go somewhere. And if you don't, you'll be fired. You you can allow things to slip. So it creates problems in that regard. Um, and, but I've like, you know, I've, I've been at a good place for a while and especially with, um, um, having a consistent thing to do. Like this past year, I've been editing, um, once one video a week for a client and then my own stuff as well, trying to keep on top of it. So that, along with medication and um you know uh treatment it's all good but that's just my um history with it so um i'm really happy to hear that you've uh, you've got that managed i had i struggled for a really long time with having like really severe adhd uh when i was streaming because people would send you like 500 links and i would actually have full streams where i spent like three hours talking about the weirdest thing going down we discovered the jeb bush orchestra like there's an actual orchestra called the jeb bush orchestra i can't remember how it's we jeb got bush. there but no, Jeb Bush isn't in, in it. it. No, he's not. But they, they, they actually, it's like a bunch of white people who play like really good, uh, like, uh, jazz and reggae song. It's so, it's, oh it's, my God. it's an utterly bizarre rabbit hole. I have no idea, but it's, yeah, it took us like three hours. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh yeah, I forget what the show is about. I hope you enjoyed the, the, Jeb, the, the gotcha. Jeb Bush orchestra. Um, and then someone asked us, Elskine, uh, about uh, my parents are landlords, uh, but they fall into that category. As long as they're not being too bad, they're not that bad, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. As long as they're not being bad, then they're not bad. Um, <laughs> like, I, 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 uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I empathize with because because there there are good people out there, you know, doing anything, even in systems that are broken. But um the the point of my critique is um was and could have been more clear to be towards people that are like predatory and even though you know people that are good aren't predatory it's still a system that i want to abolish at the end of the day so mm-hmm. um bad in that sense yeah, is kind of like an ethereal sort of moral uh uh boundary that can be drawn um but yeah like i don't i'm not going to like 
not hang out with you anymore if I found out you're you guys have like a, a dupe like you know whatever you know it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's all good um do you see yourself getting more specifically political in your videos in the future or focusing more on current culture topics plan is to get really big and then only do um culture commentary and become a liberal and be, <laughs> become a neoliberal and then yeah be uh be a blue no matter who that type of guy no i uh Hell yeah. i that's a that's a good thing because i um i think about that like a comic critique is that um as you grow your radical politics become uh pa- pacified you know inherently as growth and larger audiences do and i that's something i i i want to um try my best to like in terms of what i make i, I don't think i'll ever i'll try my best to not allow that to uh, change but um definitely um forget what i was gonna say definitely keeping keep, keeping a balance you know um because i don't know everything so i'm trying to learn just as much as anybody that's like watching anything on youtube is trying to learn so um i think just trying to improve i guess and and yeah while keeping the spirit of uh talking about the things that i believe in or you know occasionally i'll just go off on a tangent and do, make you know video about something that's just dumb and that's on my mind and that's uh, that's fine too um but i do i do like have sort of aspirations to to stay on on somewhat of a line like politically so um i was uh, going to say you, you know how i was asking you about like what is your political affiliation i i one of the reasons why i think it's kind of it's not even necessary to say that anymore is that everyone else will sign you on you know, you're going to be like, oh. you know, that that little joke that you just made. Obviously, someone's going to like take a clip and say, like, hey, look, Noah's actually a rad lip who's trying to exploit people, become rich. And now he's going to become a liberal. Right. And the next day it's going to be like, yeah. well, actually, no, he's like a full blown anarcho communist who doesn't understand like capitalism requires this. You know, like it's it, it doesn't matter what you yeah. choose. <laughs> Nothing matters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, someone says, do you have any particular lifting media that you watch and read on a regular basis? Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I've uh, actually recently some more news. Watch like every week, except the last Marvel one. I've been watching. That's like been one of the really great uh, ones. But but also like I I watch a lot of um in terms of like where I get things to read things like that. There's a lot of really cool smaller channels. Um, Saint Andrewism. Um, Six Dizzy, which is like he's a small channel. He hasn't posted much, but he's really good. Um. Zoe Baker or Anarcho Pack, I think is originally mm-hmm. the name. And um just like a lot of people I follow on Twitter where I get my I get like stuff to read from. Um and then in terms of like I, I started um listening to leftist stuff with Chapo in like twenty sixteen when they uh around like just as the Bernie campaign was starting kind of uh and so I still occasionally listen and I'll listen to like Podcasts like that um but yeah I'm, I'm bad with like recommending specific things if my channel has like a list of channels that i really i really rock with their content so you could probably go on there and see that listed somewhere so <laughs> i was gonna say it was also the name of like two very popular videos you released it was just a whole bunch of leftist creators right true um, and then uh, saving the the best question for last, uh, Noah. Everyone wants to know what is your mustache routine, and do you use wax? Oh, okay. Well, I I I use conditioner. Um, mm. I I think it's like it's like a beard conditioner. Um, 
but my routine i used to have a very big problem because i used to use a trimmer and what would happen Clean is i would trim room. one side and then i would trim the other side and it would be a little shorter and then i'd have to trim the other side and it eventually would get really really you know short to a place where i'd have to shave it but then i picked up some scissors so now i use scissors i sculpt it and then i use a, a little bit of conditioner um i don't ever shampoo it um but i just keep it like you know keep it try to keep it combed and and stuff like that and that's that's basically it i'll update anyone if that changes though i'll make sure to put out a memo put out an email or something <laughs> so um, I, I first just want to apologize by the way. If you heard if you heard like Jordan Peterson repeatedly through this, uh, it's because for some reason my notifications are also connected through my um, sound channels. So I don't I didn't notice this until yesterday when I was talking to Ra the Rugged Man that all my notifications were popping up in his headphones too. So that wasn't uh, that wasn't with intent. I wasn't trying. Oh to. wow! Did he say anything? Well, at one point he was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I, was, oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, "I'm sorry." Those are people subscribing. It's hard to explain. And then I had to explain to him what the hot tub, what hot tub streaming was, and he was both in- intrigued and confused. Oh, that's awesome! What a crossover. <laughs> um, Noah, I honestly I can't thank you enough. This was uh, an absolute pleasure to finally talk to you and and learn what's behind the the stash. Yeah, it was great, man. I appreciate you having me on. And and thank you for way back sharing my video. You were one of the first people um, that watched it on a stream, and I was super nervous and excited. I'm still nervous and excited at doing a live interview, but uh, very cool to have it come for full circle. So thank you definitely for having me on. And now you're being watched by like Hassan, and you have like three times as many subs as me. You've become the like uh, the the undisclosed uh, champion of of the left. It's like the master uh, splinter. With yes. The turtles. You know yes. that photo? Yeah. yeah. Except it has to happen again, though. So that's true. Um, <laughs> I'll make it happen. <laughs> once I get my streaming, I'll, once YouTube hosting happens, I'll figure out how to do that, and then we can do do it back and forth, just sort of ping pong until we <laughs> are up there with like PewDiePie and that other channel. So. Uh, I I don't know if I like total sidebar. I don't know if I'd like that. I like I I actually enjoy not walking around and having like people everyone recognize you in the street. Whereas I assume PewDiePie has to go through the maybe I don't know. I don't know if the internet culture is still the internet culture and and normies in the street don't recognize anyone from the internet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just start wearing a mask or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out when it comes to it. Um, thanks so much, Noah. It was it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, wait, hold on. Gonna... Oh wait, wait, wait. Before I leave, wait, wait, wait. Uh, can you can you are you live in Twitch in any way? Like, can I raid you? Can I can I send everyone your way? Oh, or... I'm on, I'm live on YouTube. Rip. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I am streaming on YouTube though, and like, there's the most people that I've ever had in my stream. There's 370 people. So, hi, hi everybody. Everyone. I haven't been interacting with chat, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that's probably mostly from 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 you guys. So yeah. Uh, I'll I'll but send I'll I'll try to send them there somewhere. I'll, I'll just I'll just give them an order. Yeah, that'll be it be like yay uh, all, all of you have a parasocial relationship that i'm going to exploit go go to noah samson's youtube right now it's a gold mine it never <laughs> stops giving all right all right bye mate oh that was awesome what a what an amazing wholesome person that was really cute i i had a i had a great time and uh i learned a lot about the cia uh there's that uh there's there's that thing i have gone over oh nice yeah uh i guess uh i mean i have to raid somebody or it's just it's a waste of it's a waste of uh, internet things, but uh, everybody should go to youtube.com slash uh, Noah Sampson. It's Noah Sampson, right? Yeah, youtube.com slash Noah Sampson, and, and go say hi, go say hi to Noah.
So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble court jesters here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R., we give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val 9000, Jenna Tall, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Yanis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Violent Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We raise our flag in a veil, and we salute you, our friends. <laughs>